Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? Happy to be back here at 40 Minutes Basketball Network. Getting ready for the season as we are now just a few weeks away. We've had the schedule release. Uh, Kevin Durant still has not been traded, though uh, we keep hearing rumbling. So who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, but I am Tim Daniel, joined as always by Sean Mackey and Ben Brown. It is our ep- one of my favorite episodes of the year. Well, the first of a two-parter because we're doing the second part next week. Over under conference win totals. Uh, today we are doing the Eastern Conference. Uh, conference near and dear to all of our hearts. So, gentlemen, how we doing? I am. I'm. I'm fine, man. We strong armed you into a, an eight week vacation away from podcasting on our network. <laughs> so, so how's it feel? Welcome. It was. Um, I mean, I was still doing the red show, so that, you know, yeah. that. Yeah. But like, you know, I don't have to do as much work on that one. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't too shabby. Um, wasn't okay. too bad. Definitely needed a little breather. Um, but I've had a good summer, you know, news is out. I'm going to be a dad. So pretty wild. Um, yeah, buddy. Yeah. So I'm excited for this year though. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but this is, like I said, this is, uh, this MVP predict, uh, over unders on, uh, awards and predicting the season, how it plans out are my, some of my favorite episodes of the season. Um, so let's get right to it, gentlemen. Uh, we're starting the Eastern conference today. And I got all of these lines, these over-unders and all that fun stuff from, um, where's the website now? Uh, Vegasinsiders.com. So hopefully Vegas Insiders actually knows what they're talking about um, because their name says they do. Uh, so the idea is pretty simple. <laughs> we, tr- we trust them. <laughs> yeah. That is easy. I mean, I mean, they have a website. I mean, they don't let anyone just have a website. Right. It's true. That's true. Also, I apologize if there's any audio issues. My headphones are not working on my laptop tonight for some reason. So uh, we're rolling with it. Um, All righty. But yeah, it's pretty easy. We They give us their prediction as far as like the line of what wins of their over-under. As you know, it's always with 0.5 added to the end. So uh, And we say if we think they'll win more or less than that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are coming in at over-under 46 and a half. Uh, this is obviously a team last year that had a pretty decent, you know, they they went, they went to the play-in a couple years before they go to uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Had a really good offseason, obviously, adding DeJounte Murray to put along Trey Young to where Trey Young can play a little more off the ball. He doesn't have to worry really much at all now about perimeter defense with some of the guys they have. Um, I've said a lot of crap about this team over the years. I stand by it. Um, but <laughs> I, I like this team. Uh, I like their roster. I think that it's a uh, 46 and a half. I'm taking the over. Ooh. Ooh, Tim. Ooh. You coming out hot. You coming out real hot. Yeah. All, the, all the, all the Trey Young slander you've done. <laughs> how, dare, how dare you go over on a, on an Atlanta Hawk team? 46 and a half. Um, yeah. no, I, 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 I would, I would agree with you. Um, anytime you added the John, uh, say his name, Jante Murray, um, 
I mean, he's he's a he's a guy that he's a three and D player. I mean, he plays great defense. He can score the ball, take a little pressure off a of tray. Um, he's another guy that in clutch time um, can can take over a game and and win ball games uh, with his mid range uh, and shot making ability. So, uh, I would go I would go over the forty six and a half. I'm I'm also going to go over that. I think uh, I think Dejounte Murray is. I mean, that wasn't a place that we really thought about him going to when people were discussing rumors. And I think that his defense, uh, his three-point shooting, everything that he's going to bring to this team is going to free up Trey Young to to do what he does best, which is just run around and shoot um, and make ridiculous shots. Um, DeJounte Murray came out last year. I think he averaged 21 points a game, nine assists. This is going to be a dangerous team. I am. Uh, I'm definitely going over on him. Yeah, I think so. We're all in unison there for the first team. All three going over on the Hawks. I think they're going to be good, man. I think yeah. they're going to be really good. Yeah, I'm, I. It's you know they're going to be that dynamic with those two. Uh, plus, you know, the players they've moved on from. They still have John Collins in all mm-hmm. of this. Pretty impressed. Uh, so, yeah, going to go, as we said there, the Hawks all over. The Boston Celtics, the defending Eastern Conference champions, an over-under of 55 and a half. And I'll tell you, if we talk about teams that had really good off-seasons, uh, the rich got richer. Uh, they bring in Malcolm Brogdon, you know, to kind of be that point guard to really facilitate this team. Uh, this is another team, as we know, I'm not a huge fan of, but got to give the devil <laughs> credit where it's due. I mean... <laughs> The Celtics are going to be awesome this year with Tatum, Brown, Horford. Uh, you know, they like I said, Brogdon kind of is there to fill in with Marcus Smart. I have a hard time believing if everything goes the way it's supposed to and they stay healthy, that they aren't going to be tremendous. So, once again, Boston Celtics on the over. Um, yeah, dude, that this this might be one of the easiest ones of the night, I think. Um, that this team is they they are set up to be back in the finals. Um, they like you said they added Brogdon. The one piece that um, that they needed was a to solidify that point guard, and they bring in one of the best, not only as a as a scorer but also a defender uh, out there with Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, three guys that defend the perimeter very well. Um, and, and you still have you know Al Horford and of course Jason Tatum, who going into the playoffs was an MVP candidate. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely take the over on that one. All right. We got Ben on the over Shawnee. I am, I am also going to go over because, uh, I have a, I have a strange feeling that the Boston Celtics are also going to get Kevin Durant. So whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> say that I one think, more time, Sean Mackey. Hold on. I say think, that one more time. I, I, I think they're going to get Kevin Durant. So I think, I think that's going to happen. And I, cause I, I don't see him going anywhere else besides the Celtics. And I'm going to hate him even more for doing something like that by taking one of the greatest players of all time and throwing him on the squad. But with oh. what, with what, with how their season turned out, like at the beginning of last year, and they were just complete ass and terrible, and then they like brought it all, brought it all together. We were on here ragging on them every week. Oh, that's great! The Celtics are trash, you know, because we're uh, we're not biased here. But um, then they ended up becoming super, super great. Jason Tatum came into his own. Uh, they had a phenomenal season. Adding 
Malcolm Brogdon is going to add wins immediately as long as he stays healthy. And I, like I said, I, I think that Jalen Brown's on his way out for, for Kevin Durant. I think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can feel it in my, can feel it in my bones, guys. Mm. Plus getting Gallo mm. off the bench. That's such a nice. Yeah. yeah. Took, took, took less. He could have, he could have gotten more money from the bulls, but he was like, nah, I'm good. Mm. Can't say I blame him. No. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, uh, we're all in agreement so far on both teams. So we have all three going. Uh, uh, all three of us have both teams going over so far. Uh, this is going to be interesting. We just talked about Kevin Durant. You talked about potential Jalen Brown. The Brooklyn Nets at an over under a 45 and a half. Uh, this is one where I literally have gone back and forth because I could see a scenario where it plays out pretty well. Ben Simmons is really good. Um, you know. Durant and Kyrie kind of say, F it, we're, you know, we're got to be here this year. Let's go ahead and put a run in. But also I can see this being a total disaster with everything going on, all the drama surrounding them. You know, we have no idea what Ben Simmons is going to be. Uh, We really have no idea, really, the team after Durant and Kyrie Irving. So I have a lot of worries about this team. Uh, So this is my first under of the day, 45 and a half. I just feel like something's going to explode. I think they're like a 43 and 39 team because something tells me Durant or Kyrie Irving will not be on this team in the near future. Um, I, I would agree with that. Um, And I... I I don't think that Kyrie I, I mean I don't know if Kyrie or Durant will get moved uh, and I don't know if what Ben Simmons is going to be but uh, I I'm going to I'm going to push. I'm going to say right at 45. Ben I don't have a button for push. I said over or under. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll say over. I'll say over but it'll be 46. Like I I'm not saying them I, I I'm saying over. 46. I, uh, I'm going to go under boys. I'm going to go under on this one. This team's a wreck. Uh, I don't think there's any, uh, end in sight for, for their dysfunction. Who knows? Like if, if Ben Simmons walks out on the court, you know, game one of the NBA season, like color me shocked. Like I just, I don't have any faith in him. He's a clown. Uh, (laughs) Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. It's sad because, like, literally, he was like my favorite player like three years ago. It's it's sad. Um, Kyrie Irving uh, is not interested in basketball anymore. Uh, Kevin Durant wants out. Uh, Steve Nash has been thrown under the bus. Um, I'm under, man. I don't. I think it's going to be a bad year in Brooklyn. Mm. Yeah, uh, the Royce O'Neal trade is still fascinating to me. That as all this is going on, they're like, we know Kevin Durant wants to leave but we're going to trade a draft pick the day he tells us he wants to be traded. Um, so that's really fascinating to me. Um, right. You know, it is. I mean, Evan Sumner and TJ Warren come back and they're healthy. That's a big boost for their bench, but that's a big, yeah. big, big if coming off the end. Yeah, that's, a huge, that's a huge, that's a huge if. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I uh, am getting ahead of my producer ways. So the other team was already up and showing here. Um, so that we have is the Charlotte Hornets at an over under of 36 and a half. Uh, this is a team that added Mark Williams, Bryce McGowan's Steve Clifford's back, uh, but they lost Montrez Harrell. Um, we have no idea what's going to happen with miles bridges. It doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good at all uh, with what's going on with his scenario here. Um, mm-hmm. I've liked the progression of this team for a few years now, but 
I'm really nervous about them this year. Um, it felt like, you know, Steve Clifford was like a quick, like, oh no, we thought we had Kenny Atkinson and then he decided to stay in Golden State. So yeah. this, we had to get somebody kind of thing. Uh, so I, I'm really anxious about this team. I don't feel good about them at all. Uh, I'm giving the under on the Hornets. Good, Sean. I'm still thinking. I'm still. Um, I don't know. I feel like giving the under to Charlotte is like kind of like what we always do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree though. There's nothing. There's nothing bright for me thinking about the Charlotte Hornets this next year. I'm. I'm. I'm going under as well. I, I don't think they're gonna be very good. Yeah, I. I would tend to agree. Um, I, I would take down under on that. Just all the things that you all have already stated, but yeah, I, I'll definitely go under. I don't, I don't see them progressing at all. Uh, I think the Atkinson thing happened and really put a hole in their sail. So, I mean, I, I think they thought they had him in the bag, which would have been a great get for them. And they did, they did him. have him. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he won a title. And, you know, you know what I mean? But he won a title. He won a title and he was like, man, this is too sweet to leave. And, and uh, I, I think that kind of put puts a damper on their whole offseason. So, yeah, I'll take the under. Yeah. You know, LaMelo Ball did switch to number one. Yeah, that'll help him. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Right. Big time move. Big time move for a big time team. All right. Well, that takes us to our, mine and Sean's beloved Chicago Bulls. Uh, coming off postseason year last year, we saw the year DeRozan had. Um, as you can see, my, uh, Google docs got a little funky there on me, uh, but that's okay. Uh, so the bulls are over under at 43 and a half. Uh, this is a team that won what 44 games last year with all the injuries they had. Um, I really liked them getting Dale and Terry. I wanted Malcolm Brogdon, but Terry's a much better defender. And that's where the bulls really needed a lot of help post, you know, Williams and Caruso. I uh, I don't hate Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic coming in. I think they do make the Bulls better. But for me, this all kind of goes on what are they going to get from Lonzo Ball. And we still have no idea there. Um, so in a situation right now where it looks like it's like Goran starting with Levine, DeRozan, Pat Williams, and Vooch doesn't suck. It's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But the ceiling for that compared to a ceiling with Lonzo Ball is not where I really am feeling promising about this team. I thought the Bulls really kind of – Threw it in this offseason where, you know, the offseason before they really went after it. Uh, so, unfortunately, as much as I love this team and I want to see them do well, and I think they have what it takes, you know, if they're all healthy to be a really good team, I have to give them the under because I don't feel like they did enough to improve their team. And I think a lot of the teams in the Eastern Conference that were, like, close to them or above them went after it, and the Bulls didn't. So, that makes me concerned. Mm. Uh, um, I, I still... <laughs> I still like this roster. I mean, I, I, I mean, I still like DeRozan. I still like Levine. I think Lonzo Ball has a bounce back year. Um, I, I, I'm still taking the over. I, I think anytime you have two superstars on a team that stay healthy throughout the year, I think you got a chance at being competitive all year. So I'm going to take the over on that. Well, since I don't have a flag that I can turn upside down, I'm just going <laughs> to walk over here and do, oh, one no. and do one of those. Oh, so I don't have that. No. Oh. This, 
this team had one of the worst off seasons I can remember. Like if there's like a definition of sitting on your hands, uh, it was, it was the Chicago bulls this summer. Uh, when you have two, I mean, they did re-sign Zach Levine. Huge. That's huge. Huge. Okay. But you didn't do anything else. You did nothing else to help invest in the team. And the fact that there were all of these guys that they could have went after, they could have did some swing. They did. They could have, they could have swung for the fences, but instead of going after people like Rudy Gobert or even Kevin Durant or putting together any kind of trade package for anyone that would help this roster get better. Um, Deandre Ayton, you know, but you know, sons ended up matching that anyway, but regard, regardless of circumstance, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I feel for you. Cause that would have been, that would have been huge. That would have been huge. Yeah, I threw up on my mouth a little bit when he went back. Yes. But but uh yeah, I I am going to take the under on this. They got hot last year and then they got cold and then they couldn't finish well and every other team in the East got better. Pretty much. Except for the Hornets. <laughs> Except for the Hornets. <laughs> I will say this, um if Drummond plays like he did in Brooklyn after the trade last year, I think that's a huge 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 boost for the Bulls off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a big if, you know, something happened there where, you know, we saw what he was like in LA. We saw what he was like in Philly. Um, I really liked what he did in Cleveland, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we all liked what he did in Detroit. Um, so if he like plays like he did like that stretch last year when he was playing for the Nets, I think he could, I think that could be a really big boost for them. And I think, uh, this is kind of a make or break year for Pat Williams, right? You know, I understand he's only going to mm-hmm. be 21 this year, but this is year three. You know, you missed a lot of last year. Uh, you've shown a lot of promise. Uh, you know, we got to see you become the fourth guy in the offense. It's, it's your time now. So yeah. uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, that brings us to the Cleveland Cavaliers at an over under of 42 and a half. This is really interesting to me that their over under was actually this low. Um, I thought when they were healthy last year, they were tremendous. Uh, they brought a lot of those guys back, you know, you talked about Sean, you know, the big deal of the bull signing Levine, the fact that Cavs signed Garland back to a long-term deal, like that's yeah. terrific. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, they, yeah. They bring in Ricky Rubio who they love to really fit in well there while he's recovering from injury. They've got Raul Nito to back up Garland. Um, you know, they lose Rajon Rondo. They lose Ed Davis. I think 42 and a half is pretty low. I think this team's going to be good. I mean, defensively they're there already. Uh, Mobley is, you know, uh, you've heard me saying all these good things about him. I think the sky's limits for him. I think he's a potential future MVP of the league. Uh, so I'm going the over on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they get out of the play in bubble. I think they're a playoff team. Yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. I would agree with that. I would say t- I'll take the over. Um, I, I think that I, I think you're right about that. I think Evan Mobley is one of the more dynamic players. Uh, uh, in the league. And I think that Garland will have another successful year. Um, I, I love I love that they brought Ricky Rubio back. I love that Kevin Love is still there um, in his veteran presence. Uh, I, I, lo- I love this roster. Um, so I, I'm taking the over. I'm also going to take the over. Uh, Jared Allen, <laughs> Mobley, Getting Garland back. Uh, this team is going to build on what they did last year. They were kind of the young, fun team last year. Um, I think they're going to continue to build on this. And, and you know, maybe 
you know, might, might, might not be getting LeBron back as soon as they had hoped. <laughs> <laughs> it might still happen eventually. I have a feeling it will, but uh, you know, I, I love what they're doing and I love that they're making this team their own. Um, Cleveland has great fans. And I, I do think, I think they're going to have a fantastic year this year. And I think Darius Garland is going to take his game to another level. And I love how optimistic you are in Evan Mobley it, for future MVP. I, I, I love it. He's uh he's really something. And I think he's going to be a huge superstar this year. And it's going to be, uh, I think he could be uh, what we've always wanted from Anthony Davis to be. Yeah. yeah <laughs> if that, right. if that makes any sense to you guys. Mm-hmm. No, it absolutely does. Because I feel like that's like this thing. And I, you know, the Colin Sexton thing's still in the air. But yeah. I fully believe he'll be back on this team. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just see no reason for him not to be at this point. So uh, yeah, I'm going with, uh, the Cavaliers on the over. We all three agree with that. So this is going to kind of get to a little bit of a stretch here where we got uh, some lottery teams. Uh, we're going to start here with the Pistons uh, at over under 20 and a half. This is year two of Cape Cunningham. Um, I I mean, you talk about a team that had an awesome draft. Uh, yeah. Getting, getting Jalen Duran, getting Jaden Ivey. I love everything the Pistons are building. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, they're not there yet by any means. I'm not sitting here saying like they're going to surprise. So, I think that 28, so I will go the slight, the slightest of slight unders, um, but it's an improvement. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. They're definitely a league pass team. I just think, you know, so much young talent, not a ton of veteran leadership. They're just yet to help these guys out and they're doing the right things. I think Kate Cunningham, Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey growing together is going to be so much fun to watch. I'm such a big fan of all those guys. Um, so yeah, I'm taking the under on the Pistons, but not in an insulting way. Um, I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Ooh. Not by much. Not by much. You're getting spicy. But I, I think I think they are. I think they're a 32, 33 win team. Um, I, I think Kate Cunningham takes a a huge step this year. Um, you can start to see that last year where he was uh, just making strides and getting used to being in the league. Um, I, I think he takes a, a, another step forward. Um, and I think that their draft was 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 incredible, uh, and I think that that young talent, uh, I think they're going to shock some people. So I, I'm saying probably I'm saying over, but I'm saying 33 wins. 33 wins is a lot for them, and I think I mean that would be any Pistons fan would be stoked about a 33 win season. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to take the over. I'm going to go slightly as well, man. And. Nice. Uh, I am. Uh, like you said, I like their offseason. Not that, that you can put everything together in one year, but they could perhaps just kind of like how the Cavaliers did last year. I, thought, I feel like the Cavaliers put together a nice little run for a young team last year. Um, I really like Sadiq Bey. He played all 82 games last year, uh, averaging 16 points a game. So, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, this this is this is a team that has some has some good things going for it. I hope they don't blow it. In the right. near future, you know, I mean, I don't know how much Nerlens Noel is going to help him, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I, I do like them. I think, I think they're going to, the, their draft is really what made this year. And I think Cade, if Cade stays healthy and everything, I think they're going to be great yep. in terms of, in terms of building, not great, great, but you know, right, 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 think, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, maybe Nerlens Noel isn't super, super help, and Kimball Walker hasn't been released just yet, but I see no way possibly that Kimball Walker plays a game for the Pistons this year. Um, 
But Alec Burks back like with Kate Cunningham is like two guard and Jaden Ivy. Like I said, like yeah. I think they will be a joy to watch as they grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're gonna be a lot of fun. That brings us to Ben's beloved Indiana Pacers at an over under of twenty four and, ha- and a half. The Pacers have finally said, you know what? We're gonna look a rebuild in the eye, and we're gonna get all these young dudes, and they're gonna grow together, and we're gonna bring basketball back our way with this homegrown talent. Drafting Ben Matherin was awesome. They get Andrew Nemhard later in the draft in the second round, mm-hmm. who I liked a lot out of Gonzaga and Florida. Um, you know, they do lose Brogdon. They lose TJ Warren. I don't say they lost Ricky Rubio because he never played a game for them. You right. know, like, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I don't necessarily think they got better, but I like what they're doing. I like that they're embracing the rebuild. I think they have the right coach for a rebuild. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a slight under. I think we're talking about the Pacers continuing to add to this young talent by being in the market next year for a top tier pick. Uh, like Victor Wembeyama playing for the Indiana Pacers next year would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I think Miles Turner gets traded this year. This is the year it happens at the deadline. So I'm taking an under and not in a bad way. Again, this is like I talked about the Pistons. Um, no, the Pistons no, are a step no. forward. I think the Pacers are going to start to really use this young talent and build. Still plenty of reasons to go out and watch them play to watch what they're developing into. Ben Matherin is a blast. Pacer fans mm-hmm. are going to absolutely love him and Tyrese Halliburton playing together. Uh, but for now, it's going to be a lot of rough, rough nights. I'm taking the under. Um, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. Um, I, I, I do love the I do love the fact that they decided to rebuild. I do love that. Um, Rick Carlisle likes the things a certain way, uh, and he likes certain players. And I think when you give a guy like Rick Carlisle the keys to be able to build what he wants to build, you have to be patient, um, and you have to understand what what he's trying to do. So. Um, I do think we will struggle this year, um, but man, I, I do like our our future with with um, you know with Halliburton, um, and, and I think that we're heading in the right direction. But I, I do think it'll be a, a tough year. I think we'll be the under. They're the team I want to get Victor Wembeyama because I want yeah. to be able to drive two hours every couple months to go see him play. Like he's yeah. fantastic. And if, I mean, we've had. I mean, like I said. You know, getting Benedict and getting uh, you know Duarte in the last couple drafts. I mean, we're we're getting there, and then we you know we traded for Halliburton. So I mean, we're 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 putting some pieces together. We'll we'll be okay here in the next couple of years, but for now, it's going to this year will be a little rough. So I, I'm taking the under. I'm also going to take the under, but I got to give I got to give it to the Pacers for having the courage for a rebuild at this time uh, to be able to come out and actually do that. Um, I read a. Uh, I read a, uh, a news blurb the other day that they thought that Tyrese, they, they look at Tyrese Halliburton as the next Reggie Miller on their team, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um, did you know that Tyrese Halliburton, by the way, is cousins with Eddie Jones? No, he is. He is. That's good company to oh, be in though. I'm a big Eddie, big Eddie Jones guy. Yeah. I, but uh, Pacers is going to be a rough year. They have three nationally televised games. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you guys aren't going to have to like the rest of the United States is not going to have to like put up with, you know, right. all the, all that stuff, but it's not a good sign when you're, when your favorite team only has three games. It's, no, not at all. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I, I love their young talent, man. Like, uh, yeah. Duarte. 
Yeah, I thought you know, even though he like, even though Phoenix matched, the fact that it was like, you know, DeAndre Ayton looked at it and was like, "Yeah, yeah. I could play here. I like this squad. Yeah. Like, I could, I could be here." I think is a win, even though he doesn't yeah. end up playing for the Pacers, even though Phoenix matches. Um, I think that's a huge win for them. So yeah, I would that's got to tell people like you know, whatever direction they're moving towards, um, you know, there's got to be a lot to be excited about. You know, I'll still go to Pacer games when I can because. You know, let's be honest, tickets are going to be astronomically cheap there for a yeah. while. And that's true. You can, see, you can see an NBA game for $18. I mean, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this is going to be one of my favorite teams in the league. Um, Jimmy G Buckets is now Jimmy G Dreadlocks um, <laughs> as the Miami Heat at an over under of 48 and a half. Now, look, this team did lose PJ Tucker, um, but they get Nikola Jovich in the draft pretty late in the first round. I really like Jovich a lot. One of my favorite international prospects. Uh, this is a team that has a real shot at Kevin Durant. Uh, it was one of the teams he actually named that he was interested in playing for. Uh, I know Sean's in the belief of the Celtics. I'm starting to get there myself, but I'm not counting the heat out because it seems like a Pat Riley move to Ooh, get yeah. Kevin Durant to like, South Beach. Like a, like a last stand kind of Pat Riley move. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I love the make of this roster. If Kyle Lowry's healthy, Everything kind of changes for them. We saw Tyler Hero kind of take that step. Um, this is another Donovan Mitchell team, too. I mean, I know it's kind of sounded more and more like the Knicks, but the Heat have the possibility of getting one or two really big players to improve their team. And I think they're going to be able to make some move to get better, uh, you know, especially as things go on. Uh, I'm taking the over. It's hard for me to bet against Spolstra, Pat Riley in, in, the, in the organization of the Miami Heat. So I, I think it's going to be a good Heat year. I think they're one of the seven or eight best teams in the league. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, if if there were a team and a player that I would love to see get a ring, it would be Jimmy Butler. Um, Same. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Gosh, dude, he just he just is so tough and plays so hard, and he's such a you know just just a good. He looks like a great teammate. Of course, I've never played with Jimmy Butler, but he looks like a great teammate, a guy that pushes his teammates. Um, you know he's he's pushed Bam out of Bayou uh, to be an All Star. Uh, Tyler Hero came along last year. Kyle Lauer, if he stays healthy, um, makes the you know makes them even better. Uh, if they make a move and get Durant or you know Donovan Mitchell, um, it's only going to make that team better. But I'm definitely going to take the over on, on the Miami Heat. I really like the makeup of this team. Um, I'm also going to take the over mainly because Udonis Haslam has signed up for his 20th season with them <laughs> today. It's happening guys. The return. Hey, listen, listen, he's not retiring until LeBron retires. He's like, I'm <laughs> <staying>. <laughs> hey, you can't, you know what? Dude's getting a paycheck. He gets yeah. to hang out down South beach. I mean, God, can you blame him? Things, you know, could yeah. be worse things. Listen, could he's be. in the retirement capital of the world, and he's getting paid to sit there and hang out <laughs> in the retirement capital of the world. I mean, what better way to do it? I mean, he's got it made. He's got it made. I mean, even though you know Jimmy Butler kind of called him out last year and was like, "Dude, you don't even play, and like, don't even like, don't talk to me." <laughs> hey, he was like, "So." he's like like, i'm getting paid to do nothing what are you gonna get paid to do when you you're doing nothing (laughs) probably nothing you're icing icing your knees every night you're doing stuff like i'm cool you know what i mean yeah yeah (laughs) let me uh 
I would like to see Duncan Robinson actually do something this year. Like he took a step back last year. Um, I I feel like, and they threw a lot of money at him a couple years back. So like I am um, a lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of pressure. I feel like he's definitely going to be the odd man out if there is a trade. Um, Oh yeah. But, but the heat, the heat are definitely going to be, they're going to be, you know, a team that, could be in the NBA Finals this next year. Um, Jimmy Butler is locked in always. Um, Kyle Lowry, um, I could also see him being used as a trade piece. But regardless of circumstance, I know this team uh, will do the right thing if they do make a move because they almost always do. Um, so, um, you know, I'm going over on them. I think they're going to be great. Yeah, I think they're going to be really awesome. I think if you if I had to – I mean, we'll – got to talk about more teams obviously but right now i'd probably go boston miami and this team we're about to talk about as the top three in the east right now uh no particular order at the moment because anything can shake out but the milwaukee bucks at an over under of 52 and a half um really important to mark to point out so this is a team that didn't make any major moves but what they did do is they got healthy and man, a healthy Bucks team, as we saw a couple of years ago, makes all the difference in the world. Uh, so if Chris Middleton's wrist heals as expected, um, you know, Drew Holiday being back, Giannis being back, obviously, Brooke Lopez being back, you know, whatever they get from Joe Ingles at this point, you know, whether he plays or not, it's just icing yeah. on the cake for them. So 52 and a half, I am going to take the over because we know that Giannis doesn't take games off unless like he is seriously hurt or has COVID like he did last year. I think that was what the case. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Sorry if I was insulting Mr. Antetokounmpo. Um, I believe it was that. But, uh, man, it's hard for me to pick against the really, really good Milwaukee Bucks team when healthy. So give me the over on the Bucks potential NBA Finals Milwaukee Bucks. I'm Yeah, 52 and a half seems low. I know. Yeah. I yeah. Like like they're, they're making you take the over. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I, I mean – that, that team when healthy is, I mean, 60 plus wins. I, yeah, I'm, I, that's not even an explanation. Over. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm also going to have him go over. Like you said, that's a, it's an unusually low amount. Uh, Bobby Portis had the best year of his career last year, just signed a, a decent deal. Um, he averaged 14 and nine um, to have such a, such a deep, deep bench. And to be able to do what they do, I mean, I hate Grayson Allen more than anything, more than Poison, but he is, I mean, he's a, he's a great guy to have on your team. Um, everybody on here, you're going to get, you're going to get Holiday back. And if you get, if you get your guy Middleton back, you're right back into the NBA finals, in my opinion. I mean, and Giannis is the best player in the freaking league. So. Yeah, I, uh. We're all in unison a lot tonight. I don't know if this is going to be the most exciting podcast for people to listen to. I know. Uh, <laughs> ben, um, Ben, throw out a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, just... yeah, we only got Donna. a few teams left too already. This has gone pretty quick. Donovan um, Mitchell next. will be a pacer by the end of the year. Book <laughs> it. I, I mean, you picked the Warriors to win the title last year. So, you know, you got something going on. Yeah. <laughs> now people will, like pick the Warriors win the title, and you're like, "Yeah, I already did that." I yeah, did, yeah, did yeah, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a one and done. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So the New York Knicks at an over under of 39 and a half. This is interesting to note. The Knicks were just put back on the board. Like for a while, you could not make a bet on their win totals. Really? 
because the conversation for Donovan Mitchell has reignited again. Um, mm. Let's kind of go through real quick. You know, obviously the Knicks are an interesting dynamic. So they bring in Jalen Brunson, who everyone under the sun knew was going to happen. But yet, hey, they haven't lost their second round picks like the Bulls did. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they bring in Isaiah Hardenstein, who I think is pretty underrated, honestly. It's a pretty good ball player. Uh, they draft Trevor Keels, which they had Jalen Duran in their hands and decided not to keep him. Whatever. Couldn't be me. Um, but this is... I'm taking the over on the New York Knicks because I like Jalen Brunson. I think RJ Barrett's going to be good. Mitchell Robinson's back and healthy. And I think they're going to get Donovan Mitchell in the near future. So sign me up with the over on the New York Knicks. Good, Sean. Uh, I'm going to go slightly over as well, mainly because I think they are going to make a move here. Um, I think I, I I read a I read a I read a blurb the other day that Tom Thibodeau and this is just like the most Tom Thibodeau thing like you could possibly read that he was higher on Quentin Grimes than R.J. Barrett oh, and right. and you know that sounds like something that would that would Tibbs would do but very Tibbs, uh, very Tibbs. Um, this is an interesting team this was a team that two seasons ago we had super high hopes for going into last season and then everything just kind of just melted and it got to a point where Julius Randall was like calling out fans and he was getting booed. And I mean, Pretty it was, cool. it was a really, it was a really, really weird end of the season. Derek Rose ended up getting hurt, having, having uh, some sort of surgery done on his ankle. And then he had a, a skin infection on the ankle and he was ruled out indefinitely in February. So we didn't see him after February. I mean, it was just kind of a weird year. Um, and uh, so I, I don't I don't really know. I, I would put them slightly over just because I think they're going to make some sort of splashy move. I think they might get Donovan Mitchell uh, and then make – if you have somebody like Donovan Mitchell, I feel like you can you can, you can can do some damage. And he's a garden guy, man. Like if you got that dude in Madison Square Garden, I feel like he could seriously, you know, catch some damage. And, you know, maybe that'll, you know – entice Julius Randle to care about basketball again. Something has to <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I, I am going to take the over only because I do think they will make the move to get Donovan Mitchell. Um, and, and I, I it, it's, it's hard to say because, you know, I, I like Julius Randle. I think he's a really good player when he's motivated. I think um, if they make that move, I think that that's, that's what will get him motivated to play, which is odd to say. I don't know why you had to be motivated to play NBA basketball, but it's whatever. It's another podcast for another day. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I do think that that move will give them the spark they need, of course, to, to make to make a run in the playoffs a little bit. Donovan Mitchell is just he's he's that kind of player. Like he's just a guy that he's a he's a franchise changer. You know what I mean? So if you make a move to get him and, and you're able to keep your key pieces. Uh, then yeah, I, I see them being the over. Yeah, I'm with it. Brings us to the team that had the number one pick in this past season's NBA draft, uh, the Orlando Magic, at an over under of 25 and a half. Um, obviously, you know they get Paolo Banquero, who's going to be their franchise player. Uh, they also draft Caleb Houston out of Michigan, who I like. Um, I don't know if I would have picked them where they picked them, 
but you know, it's whatever. Uh, I like that they kept Gary Harris. I like that they kept Mo Bamba after the year he had. But this is going to take a long time. Like, this is not something that's going to be fixed in the next couple of years. They're probably drafting the lottery, high lottery again next year. I, you know, don't know where they win 26, 27 games. So I'll take the under. But I think Paolo is going to grow so much this year. And they're going to be a league pass team to watch. Um, I was say, yeah. yeah, so also... I think we get the Hawks magic game pretty early. So we get the Jante versus Paolo after their pro-am fight this year. Oh, we get that yeah. pretty quickly. So yeah, 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 we got something to look forward to in magic games at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I take the under as well, but I will, I will love to watch this team grow. Um, Cause they've got so many young stars on it and some young talent, you know, Franz Wagner, uh, Suggs, um, Benji Caro, Bamba, Cole Anthony. They have some young talent on here that is fun to watch. I just I, in the Eastern Conference, as stacked as it is, man, finding 25 wins in there for them is is gonna be be difficult. So I, I'll take the under. However, I will I will try to catch a magic game um, or two because I do like their young talent. Um you know what? I'm gonna take the over on them. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. Late night, Sean. Late night, Sean. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a couple of reasons why. One, I feel like they're due. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I know I've said that a few times about the Magic over the years, but I feel like they're due. Wendell Carter had a great season until he went down in March. Yeah. Uh, he was averaging yeah. 15, 10, and two, which were all, all, all. Uh, you know, career highs for him. He had a great year. Franz Wagner was a surprising talent last year. I thought that he was a lot of fun. There's a lot of good players on this team. And now when I say good players, I mean interesting players. There's a lot of interesting players on this team. But um, to be able to, you know, end up getting the number one pick this year, I think they drafted well. I think this is going to be a great fit for this. To be able to pair... Uh, Palo with Window Carter or Franz Wagner, you're going to have a decent front court. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. I mean, they, I know they have, you know, RJ Hampton. They've got Markel Foltz. They've got all these young guys that can also come out there. Jalen Suggs. Um, it'll be interesting to see Cole Anthony. They got a lot of guys. Yeah, <laughs> they kinda, yeah. I feel like they all kind of do the same thing. But um, you know, and I so do, do all the same and, thing. And also, and also, uh, you know, uh, 2K fan favorite Bull Bull is there <laughs> hanging out on that bench. So who knows, man? Yeah, but I'm going to take it over. I think, I think they're going to have a surprising year. I think, uh, I think their young talent's going to be able to put something together this year and actually make some, I think they'll be like the one surprising team this year. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on them for the East. All right, Sean. All right. Loving the Orlando Magic. Sean, I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say I love them. I'm just bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right when you're like at the tr- on the treadmill you're like playing the orlando magic i think i was told to not play that snippet in our in our shows anymore because i did it way too much during lottery season yeah but i don't did. care i had so much fun with it so <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good time i really enjoyed it um Dude, we're going to talk about a team here that like had a freaking awesome offseason. It was terrific mm-hmm. what they did. And that's the Philadelphia 76ers over under 49 and a half. 
These guys got the Anthony Melton for a one-legged Danny Green. Let's just that right there, <laughs> right there. Anthony Melton mm-hmm. for nothing for like a Danny Green who tore his ACL, who's not going to play probably for you know I don't know if he plays this year. I mean, no one knows for sure yet. Um, they bring in you know PJ Tucker, which we all know they needed like that tough mm. muscle defender that could, they could put next to Joel um, and is not going to back down from anybody. It's going to make Joel's night defensively a lot easier. I think I have a feeling James Harden's going to play much better this year yeah. than he did last year. Uh, just kind of they bring in Daniel House. So like all the depth they lost in the James Harden trade, they got it back. Mm-hmm. And Joel Embiid looks all intents and purposes like he's healthy. And you know when he is healthy, we know that he's probably right there, right behind Giannis as amongst the best players in the game. If Joel Embiid is an MVP, the MVP this year, I would not be shocked. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the over, and I know the Sixers are well known for falling apart in the postseason, especially within the Doc Rivers era. Mm-hmm. But you know, getting Melton, you know, Tyrese Maxey another year. I think James Harden is like going to be really good this year. And mm-hmm. you saw it this year when he was like, look, sign all these guys, build this depth and give me what's left over. I'm not worried about like my contract. Let's go out there and win. And it's like, who is this James Harden? I like this guy. <laughs> who is this uh, guy? <laughs> yeah. What happened to certain to James Harden? Give me the over. I'm loving the Sixers. I think Joel Embiid's my pick for MVP. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Hey, listen. Not only that, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm taking the over. They will be the Eastern Conference Finals champions. Let's go! Whoa! I'm I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. This this team, Tim, you said all the points. Not only did they not only did they add depth, but you re-signed James Harden. You still have a healthy Embiid, Tobias Harris. I like this roster. I just hope that they can stay healthy and make a run and be the Eastern Conference champions because I think they have that kind of depth and ability. And I and I want to second your prediction, Tim. Joel MV, uh, Joel MVP. MVP. Ooh, I like it. I, I'm I'm in the pocket with you. I believe this will be his year. I like it, Ben and Whoa. Tim on the same page. Whoa. Sean. Don't you know, if, down you know, if if I was a uh, if I was a betting man, and I'm not. Well, that's the not. purpose of this episode, Sean. And I'm not. I know, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not a betting man. However, if you're gonna take some betting advice, take it from my man Ben here, who uh, predicted the NBA <laughs> champions last year when nobody, everybody else was kind of like, I don't know, it's probably gonna be somebody else, but not them. Um, but yeah, I think uh, getting DeAnthony Melton that was a good call out. Uh, Tim, I mean, a guy like that, a dude who's got a chip on his shoulder, who had the coming off the best season of of his career last year. He played mm-hmm. in seventy three games, averaged ten and four. Um, I think that's going to be huge. I think they have buy in from James Harden right now. Like, I think like yeah. him being him taking a little bit of less money to sign that longer deal and be able to do it. I feel like his his obvious relationship with the general manager of the team. It helps with that. I feel like he's he hasn't had a relationship with any other general manager besides him that's been the way it is. Um, I think we got two more years of peak Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is going to be one of them. I think we got two more years of complete prime MVP caliber. I mean, Joel Embiid yeah, could have been the MVP last year, you know, but 
you know, I mean, he, I mean, he even said at one point, he's like, what else do I have to do to do this? You know? And he was fantastic. I think James Harden is going to be fantastic. Um, they're bringing back a lot of the guys that they are going to, I am hoping for their sake that you guys are both right. That maybe this will be the year they finally make it because they have had some rough ass luck in the playoffs mm-hmm. the last five, six years. And uh, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it because they've done everything they've sp- they were supposed to do. Yep. And uh, you know, they got two, two guys in their prime right now. If James Harden comes in in shape and on fire, I think they have a great shot of winning the whole thing. But I'm not going to say that they're going to be the Eastern Conference champions because I've already said that it was going to be the Bucks this year <laughs> earlier. I think I'm not just going to I'm not just going to be convinced because you guys are trying are putting up like a good argument, you know. That's fair. That's fair. I appreciate you sticking to your gun, Sean. All right. This is kind of an interesting one. I'm a little back and forth on them. Uh, the Raptors have 44 and a half. I think the line's fair. Uh, yeah. You know, you look at their roster. You know, Scotty Barnes is the rookie of the year. Uh, they, you know, they obviously have uh, Pascal Siakam. Um, you know, really good players. And I don't necessarily hate what they did in bringing in Otto Porter Jr. Uh, they brought in Bo Cruz. I'm sorry, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't lose much. Like Isaac Bonga and Yuta Watanabe move on. So it's not like they're, you know, significantly hurting, but it's like a standstill. Like we don't like, it feels like Masai Ujiri like has a plan in mind to make some big move and hasn't pulled the trigger yet. And so I'm like really trying to figure out what's going on with them. Um, I like them. I think they're a good basketball team. I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're a finals contender. Uh, Obviously Nick nurse is a really good coach. So Slight over, but like 46 wins. I'm not in love with the Raptors. I just think they're too talented to not win 45 games. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I I do like their roster. I wish they would make make another move. Um, but you know, I, I do like their roster. I you know with Barnes, Ananobi, Precious Achua, you know. Uh, bringing in Otto Porter, you still have Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, who when healthy was having a really good year when he was healthy. Uh, I like their roster. Um, they they stood pat, but um, I, I do think I think they're top tier Eastern Conference. So I think they're over. I think they're an over. I'm also going to go slight over um, with the Toronto Raptors. I think they have basically taken the place of the late 2000s early 2010 Atlanta Hawks where they're always just going to be in the playoffs year after year but they're not going to ever make a whole lot of damage because they don't really make any big moves and eventually their move is going to be they did they did they they won one title that's that's great yeah um they did three years ago it wasn't like it was like 20 years ago you want to talk about like I know people a lot of people like to dog the LA Lakers on winning the uh, the bubble title but like I like if you walked out on the street and and told people that the like super casual basketball people that like the Toronto Raptors won a title one year they'd be like really did that really happen? And it's true. I'm not trying to like crap on the Raptors, but I mean it was just such a short lived great season. Um, also, in a year where in the NBA Finals where the, the the Golden State Warriors completely literally fell apart <laughs> during the finals, yeah, literally, literally, and, literally and figuratively, literally and figuratively. But they do have the son now of one of my favorite point guards of all time, Ron Harper, 
playing for them. So there is that. Um, I Scotty Barnes is really, really good. Um, I think he's going to continue to get better. I think he is a huge piece of this team going going forward. Obviously, um, they're going to stay in Pat right now. This there's nothing about this team that makes me be like, oh man, yeah, they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not. And if they are, we can come back to this podcast and go, Sean, you're fucking stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're, I think we, to, I, I think they're a good, not very good team. Yeah, good- like I said, like I said, like I said, they're going to be a team for the next like four or five years that are going to always make the playoffs. They could be a four seed. They could be a five seed. They could even get up to a three seed. I mean, be like, yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, but like, there's just nothing remarkable about them. That's going to put them over the hump right now. But I do, I do like their chances more than, than my freaking team so you know same, dude. same at least at least you had a rookie of the year last year you know you know yeah. i mean i was all rookie team second but you know he made it i like him a lot i like okay. Io. uh all right yeah so- i do too shockingly this podcast has gone really fast uh we're already <laughs> we're, we're already down to our last team and look dudes i'm not gonna lie to you I know how crazy this is going to sound. The Washington Wizards over under 35 and a half. I love the moves they made this offseason. I love that they freaking got, you know, like Will Barton. I love that they got Marquis, uh, got Monte Morris. They bring in Dale on right. They draft Johnny Davis, who I was a huge fan of in college. They get that veteran guy to help out guys like Kuzma with Taj Gibson. And look, they do lose Thomas Bryant to the Lakers. Uh, Ish Smith goes, you know, was part of the trade, which. I think, you know, Barton and Morris are a much bigger upgrade over Ish Smith. No disrespect to Ish Smith by any means. And look, Bradley Beal's still there. Um, Kyle Kuzma's still there. He was pretty good last year. You know, I think losing KCP does kind of suck for them. I think that's going to be a damper. But I can't believe I like what they did. I think this team's fighting in the play-in. I think this is a 41-43 win team. I think they're pretty good. Uh, I like the roster. Bradley Beals are to be a leader. I'm taking the over on the Washington Wizards, and I think I never thought in my life I would say that sentence. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Um, you know, I, I like I like the moves they made. Um and, and I, you know, of course I'm I'm a big Bradley Beal guy. I really like I do like Bradley Beal. Um I, I don't I, I want to say the over. I don't. I don't. I want to say over, uh, and I'm going to say over, but I, I just don't. I don't know if it's going to be a huge jump for them. Um, but forty wins. Forty wins for them is successful. Um, so yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say over. I'm. I'm going under. <laughs> I'm going under. Um, okay. Bradley Beal <laughs> has missed. Oh God, let's see here. Uh, I don't know. Almost like 80 games in the last three seasons. Um, I'm, I, I don't have any faith in his health. Uh, Porzingis is also not a, a great healthy person. Um, that is a great, that is a great way to put it. That is a great way to put it. Yeah. I, I don't trust him at all. Those are your top two guys right now. Now getting Will Barton. I do love that. He's a, he's, He's a fighter. I love seeing what he he can do. Um, but 
I, I just, I don't see this team doing anything this year. I don't put any faith in Bradley Beal right now. He's great when he plays. He is the Grant Hill of 2022. Like he was like when, when, when Grant Hill was on the magic, if he was out there starting for you, he's going to have a great game. He's always going to be good. Yeah. Okay. But he has to actually fucking play a game. <laughs> oh, oh. He got oh my God! You are in it. <laughs> Late night, Sean. He's like, man, I've been waiting Late to be back son. on the air. I've Late been dying to be back on the air. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm not, I'm not putting, I'm not putting any stock in that guy anymore. So, so and, you so know, no, re- no respect on his name. You ain't got no respect on his no. name. Dude hasn't played an 82 game season in five years. So who he, plays 82 games though anymore? Besides like yeah. Giannis, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Well, you know, I don't know great players, Tim. I don't know, like Giannis, you know, people that win championships. LeBron so. has not played 82 in forever. Kevin Durant has not played 82 in forever. Okay, um, okay, okay. All right, first of all, LeBron's not playing for a title this season. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Right. <laughs> Spoiler for next episode, he's not playing for a title. He's playing for money right now. A lot of it. And I don't and I don't blame him. And I don't blame him. This is, is this is the I'm gonna break the scoring record season. And I don't care about yes, anything it else. Is. Yep. This is that yep. is what this season is for him. Yeah, yep. that's and gonna that's be it. That. I'm cool that's with fine. That. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, I don't mind it whatsoever. Um, but yeah, so that went quick. That was fun. Um Really glad we got together to do this. Glad to be back on the air. So next week, we do have the Western Conference win totals. Hopefully, I can figure out what's going on with my headphones by then so uh, we can get all that taken care of. But, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Glad to be back doing this. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, go to this nice little link here and buy some T-shirts, sweatshirts. You know, we're kind of getting the fall. You want to go to high school football and support 48 minutes? We're we're cool with that. Absolutely. Joggers are very comfortable. So get those. And then also, you know, go to your podcast place that you go to every day and listen to shows and give us one of those really nice fancy schmancy reviews. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. And we'll see you next week for the Western Conference. And I believe Josh will be here. That's the game plan, at least. So take it easy, everybody. Night.